Thoughts are things. Oh, I am guided by the light. There is a blessing and a curse in new thought. There is a blessing and a curse in new thought. We teach very specifically, and this is in the, in the religious science branch of new thought, which is my tradition, uh, we teach that we have control of conditions. We teach that we have control of the conditions in our life, right? Ernest Holmes wrote, we teach, we believe in the control of conditions through the power of this mind. He wrote that in 1927 in what has become known as our Declaration of Principles. There are about 14 other things that he indicated we believe. I leave it to you to determine what you believe. We don't have to agree with any of it because I'm not here, as I always say, to teach anyone what to think or to tell anyone what to think. You're here to determine what you think. And when we get in touch with what we think, then we get to be able to make, begin to make change in our lives. What New Thought stands for is a mode of thinking, a how of thinking. And when our thoughts are rooted in love and forgiveness and the understanding of our inherent nature as a divine energy, that's the how, then what we think creates magnificence in our lives. And so I encourage you to start to understand that more deeply. Wherever you are on your spiritual path, there's always room to go more deeply into that understanding. Now, this idea that we are able to control conditions through the use of mind is a blessing and a curse. Here's the blessing. The blessing is this. We can create whatever life we want using the power of mind. Do you believe this? Yes? Is there anyone who has any doubt around this? And it's okay. You don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to. In one area. Oh, okay. I'm not going to ask you what that area is, but maybe we'll touch on that. Well, go ahead. The thing is, I don't believe that. I know that. To me, that's a distinction. Okay. Belief, the difference between belief and knowing. Belief is, I believe it, but it may not be true. It's just something I believe. Somebody right. Somebody else may believe something different. Okay. When I know this, there's no doubt about it. This is what it is. Great. The that, great. That's my interpretation. And the great way shower, often referred to and called out by name, his name is Jesus, was a great way shower, said, It is done unto you as you believe. And so the belief embodied, whatever your belief is, and I'm not here to say you have to believe anything, whatever your belief is, is the way that your life unfolds. And so whatever your belief is, is what you know. And it may be different from somebody else. So the blessing is that we can create whatever we want through the power of mind. And we are, all the time, no matter what. We are always creating from the point of view of what we know. It gives us power in our lives. One of the, one of the fundamental, uh, as Thomas Troward, who was uh, a new thought leader and a, and a great influence on Ernest Holmes, Thomas Troward basically identified seven uh, 
seven aspects of this divine power. Love, light, life, peace, beauty, joy, and power. So power is something that we all have because we're all part of this infinite whole. So we have power in, in our lives. We are not subject to some judgmental supreme being outside of ourselves. And yet many of us were may have been raised with this idea. You know, I was not brought up in a religion in particular, but that concept was all around me, that we were somehow being looked at and judged by something outside of ourselves. And I don't believe that anymore. New Thought teaches to let that idea go, to let go of the idea that we are being judged by anything outside of ourselves. The greatest judge we have in our lives is ourselves. The way we use our mind can lead to great judgment. So I'm going to invite us all to release any judgment that we have around ourselves, release it, sweep it into the history of those things that we once thought were and are no longer. We believe in the control of conditions through the power of this universal, infinite, creative mind. We're all a part of it. So if the blessing is that we can create whatever we want, well, what is the curse? The curse is this. The curse comes when we begin to misrepresent this idea as the supremacy of the human mind, believing it somehow to be separate from this universal mind. And boy, do we get ourselves into a heap of trouble when we do that. So basically what I'm saying is here is that if we are all connected as one infinite power, and that is what we call universal mind or love, then there is no separation. Our mind, our thoughts are the mind of this infinite mind, are the thoughts and, 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 and are the thoughts of this infinite mind. Believing it somehow to be separate leads us down the path to engaging in willpower, thinking that we can coerce this beautiful law of cause and effect into doing something for us, which, by the way, we can do. But the degree to which we have any physical angst involved with that, as soon as we let that go, whatever it is we've created is going to dissipate. It's going to dissipate. We don't need to coerce anything at all to live the magnificent life we all have imagined. This means a lot of letting go. It means a lot of shedding. It means a lot of surrendering. You know, when we do the, um, when we do the lighting of the flames of faith, one of the faith traditions, Islam, we talk about the will of God, the will of the divine. And I like to say that the will of the divine is love. That's the will of the divine. It is nothing else. And when we come into alignment with that, then we can let go of our human will power to try to control things and just fall back into love. Letting go of any fixed ideas about the way things are or should be or how people are supposed to behave is one of the initial steps we have to infinite freedom. Letting go of fixed ideas about the way things are 
what we think, the way we think they should be, or how people are supposed to behave. That's a big one. When we can let go of our fixed ideas of how people should behave, that is an initial step to infinite freedom. We are constantly bombarded by the media into a belief that we can influence others to make them love us. We can influence others by wearing the right clothing. We can influence others by looking a certain way. We can influence others by spending the right amount of money. All of these things are misinterpretations, but the media upholds these ideas as ways that we can make people love us. They're all cosmetic. They're all surface. And ultimately, they do not have any power to create lasting change in our lives at all. Let's let go of that notion. The only thing we need to do to ensure love is received is to give love, to be love in and of ourselves. If we want love, we must be love. If we want joy, we must be joy. If we want an extraordinary life, we must be that extraordinary life. So what do we do? Let go of any erroneous ideas. Let go, shed them. The art of letting go is surrendering to the inherent truth of our being, which is love. I'm gonna keep coming back to it. I'm gonna drill this. Love, love, love. Love is all there is. In the lyric of the song, Olivia sang, I focus on me and what I love, how I will serve, and spreading joy to the world. I focus on me and what I love, how I'll serve, and spreading joy to the world. Let us more deeply focus on those things that we love, and that needs to start with ourselves. Self-love. Because when we learn to love ourselves, then we open ourselves to the capacity to love others and love this world. But we have to start with self-love. When we are in that place of love, our natural state is to want to serve, to give of ourselves. And that is a magnificent expression of love, to be able to give. And through doing this, we can't help but spread joy to the world. So how do we really do this? I have three steps. As soon as the espresso machine comes down a little bit, <laughs> it's all good. There are three steps to do this. Timed that well, didn't I? Commit, practice, and master. Commit, practice, and master. So to commit, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote this, when we make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. When we make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. This is so true. How many, of you, how many of you have ever found that when you've made a decision that is rooted deeply in your heart, everything aligns? 
right? It all shows up and everything shows up perfectly in alignment with that vision and with that decision that you've made. If it's not rooted in the heart, we may try to coerce it. See, I'm going back to that. We may try to coerce it to make something happen. We have to let go of that coercion, trust what is in our heart, and allow the flow of the universe to unfold. That's commitment. The practice ultimately is spiritual practice. And the, there are three practices that I think fully support the art of letting go. Meditation and centering. Meditation and centering are magnificent ways of just letting go of everything that we think, everything we think should be, everything just allowing ourselves to be fully in the here and now, rooted firmly in love. Spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer is another practice. That is a structured use of mind to a specific end. And we teach a particular form of prayer within this philosophy that is intended to set forth, set into motion the law of cause and effect. But here's the deal. That's technique. Whatever works is what will work for you. Whatever works in mind is what will work for you. You don't need to know the five or seven steps of treatment the way we teach them in this philosophy to really give in to affirmative prayer and know beyond a shadow of a doubt and affirm that out loud is a path to changing our lives. And then the other practice is gratitude. Living a life filled with gratitude allowing gratitude to fully, fully form and be the point of view from which everything unfolds. Sometimes it's hard to be grateful. I get it. Sometimes. <laughs> but when we can live in gratitude, gratitude for all that is, all that is, that we have a space to meet in, when we live in gratitude, it really does make magnificent change in our lives. So meditation, affirmative prayer, gratitude, these are three practices that, 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 that support this art of letting go. So if we are committing and practicing, eventually we will master the art. And what I mean by that is, the work we do in our own minds is work until it's not work any longer. Are you committed and willing to do the work? That's the big question. Are you willing to do what it takes to transform your own mind to create the life you've always imagined? Consider that. Mastery of a technique is finding what works for you and allowing it to be so fully embodied that our lives can and will change. We can absolutely change the conditions of our lives. This week, what I'm going to encourage you to do is allow yourself a luxury. The luxury is this. Commit to the practice of what's in your heart 
One thing that may come up for you, you may be met with resistance. Sometimes when we're changing something, we're met with resistance. The resistance will pass if we've made the commitment in our heart. Um, my friend, Reverend Donna Michael, wrote this, well, said this many, many years ago. And I carry this with me as, a, as not a mantra, but a reminder. She wrote, or said this, I've often seen that when one is ready and poised to move past something once and for all, it fights like hell to stay in your life and keep its power over you. It's the last gasp of a dying fear. I've often seen that when one is ready and poised to move past something once and for all, it fights like hell to stay in your life and keep its power over you. It's the last gasp of a dying fear. This entire month is about freedom. That's the theme of the month. If we're ready to move into a place of infinite freedom, we must be willing to let it go. Let it go. Surrender to the freedom that is inherent in our hearts. We may, during this week of practice, experience these last gasps frequently. As we move gracefully through them, and you're in charge of how gracefully you move through them, we master this practice and we are made free. Let us be guided through this. Make a commitment right here in your heart to be guided through this change by love only. And whenever we forget, what we can fall back into is understanding that love is at the center of it all. Love is at the center of our beingness. Love is at the center of our hearts. And we can move forth from that point of view. Let us be guided through this change, allowing ourselves to be guided by the light. The light that's in your heart. Let us commit to active participation in our personal evolution through constructive rather than destructive thinking. There is nothing to remove. We don't need to destroy anything. Our only job is to live in creation. There's only that which is to be created. We don't need to destroy anything. So we commit an active participation to our own personal evolution through constructive thinking. That's the art of letting go. And that's my message for today. Namaste. Thoughts Are Things is an independently produced podcast. You can check out my blog, sign up for regular updates, or leave a comment on what you've heard today by visiting jonathanzens.com. Also, check out the latest on the development of the spiritual community I am founding in Tucson, Arizona, by liking our page on Facebook. Use the search function on Facebook and look up the page by typing in Tucson New Thought. Finally, my book, Thoughts Are Things, is now available on Amazon.com. Just look up Jonathan Zenz at Amazon and order your copy today.